four more sleeps. Just checking, Brenda, you missed that this morning, so I just want to make sure your clock was set all right. You're okay? That's good. I figured you probably would know that for sure. Well, it's great to have so many family members here tonight, and um, we're going to have another testimony tonight, and we're going to start with Naomi. She's going to come up and give a little update what's been happening in her life. Great to hear, isn't it? And uh, there may be an opportunity uh, tonight if you would like to share something also, so we'll uh, give you opportunity also. But first of all, Naomi, tell us a little bit what's been happening with you. that's when it really sinks in. The first two years are just, you're learning information. The third year, you realize that it actually applies to you. And that's what I was facing this year. Not many of you know, but the past few years have been quite challenging for me Um, and most of that has to do with facing my fears and my first one that I had to deal with was failure and the second one is my fear of vulnerability and that's why it's such a hard thing for me to share at all. For so long, I thought that um, it was a good thing to be strong, and so that's what I was trying to do. Um, I looked up to people like Sherlock Holmes, and I thought that being reserved and keeping everything in was a good thing, and it's not. I was actually shown um, a verse or two um, by Carissa. I don't know how many of you know her, but she's helped me a lot this fall. And um, the verses that she showed me were Second Corinthians um, 12, 9, and 10. And that talks a lot about um, weakness and being being weak and the fact that God can make us strong in our weakness. And the thing that I had a hard time getting over was the fact that God wanted me to be weak. A lot of my classes and just different circumstances um, have shown me that 
I need to interact more with people. I need to share myself more. And I need to be sincere. But obviously, it's very hard to do that. Um, and through this, Carissa has helped me a lot, especially. Um, she's had a lot of um, experience dealing with other girls through her four years. And this year, she was a great help to me. And Mrs. M as well has helped me through some things, too. Um, now that I know that I have to be weak, I have to be vulnerable, it's, I've realized it, but now it's just a struggle to maintain it. It's hard to, hard to continue in things that you've learned, because once you struggle with something, you continue to. And so, it's easy to keep things in, and there are so many walls that I had up, and it's hard to tear them down. Um, but I know that's what I need to do. That's probably the biggest thing that I've gone through. Um, the other thing that I learned, it wasn't as big, but um, it's just in the past month, actually, we were talking in class a bit about time, and one thing that we went over really caught my attention it was the fact that time can never be saved. You can't ever save time. You can only spend it. The thing is, you have to choose how you're going to spend it. And especially with the end of my third year coming up, that has really been hitting me hard. I've spent 20 years in the same place, and now I'm about to head off into somewhere else. And this might be the last time, the last season that I get to spend here at home. I don't, I don't know what's ahead, really. Um, so I've been relishing the things that, that we do, especially around Christmas time little things especially and um, I am planning on doing my fourth year and I'm trying to work out a placement um, I don't really want to do it locally I'd like to do it kind of far away <laughs> no offense to anyone here <laughs> but um, it's it's gonna be difficult because I've been around familiar people and that made me comfortable. And when you get too comfortable, then things happen. <laughs> and it's a, it's a good thing that I've learned these lessons now rather than later. Because if you don't learn them when you're at Bible school, when else are you going to learn them? You have to learn them before you head out into the real world. And fourth year is in the real world. So I'm very glad that I was able to learn these lessons before finishing this year. Um, I want to thank you all. I know that you have been praying and supporting me the whole way through. And even though I never really was able to say 
what I was going through, I knew that um, that you still supported me, and um, please continue to do that as I get ready for fourth year and continue to be taught by God through many things. Um, just thank you for being um, a strong church family and seeing what Pastor Hakenin has done so far, even in these few months, has been really good, and it's solidified what I've learned, too. So thank you for um, causing people to share, because before, it there was never really an opportunity to do that, and now there is. So thank you for that. A lot of times when we share, right, we share what's going on in our lives. What better place than the family of God, right? And there's going to be times when you need to do that, and and that was tough for Naomi to do that, right? But as she was articulating that, that truth is going deeper into your heart. Because the more you are able to let that out the quicker you're going to get the relief that God has in store for you. Testimony time isn't just a a time waster. It's a golden opportunity for us to have the privilege of sharing what's going on in our heart. You know what, Naomi? I got a funny feeling that there's somebody else in this room that probably feels exactly it's going through some of the very same things. There's nothing new under the sun. And God has a way of revealing himself to us. Let's pray. Dear God, we've heard one of your children. And we know just from listening that you have been given freedom in her life. And with that, we rejoice. We know that it's painful and we would rather not deal with things in our life. But as she indicated, deal with it now because later it could be even that much harder. We pray for Naomi, encourage her, give her a great, great holiday along with the rest of our students that are here. What a delight to have them home. May they have a wonderful Christmas. And God, for the rest of our church family, we continue to pray for them. We ask that you encourage them. We thank you for the privilege on Wednesday night to open up the doors and invite the community in and to have a great host of people join us. And now as we get closer to to celebrate intimately with you and our families over this holiday season, I pray that we will celebrate the Christ, the one who made it all possible. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we have another distinguished guest here in the house, and I've asked Samuel Rushton if he would come on down, and he's going to give us a bit of an update. We haven't heard from him forever, 
And uh, so come on down here, bud. Preach, pray, die in a moment's notice. It's no big deal, right? And, uh, well, you could if you want. Have at it. All right, well, thank you. Um, thank you, Naomi. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if I would have the courage to be that open about a lot of what's going on, you know, in life. I don't know if you guys ever really thought about that, but the things that you have going on inside your life, maybe the sin that you're dealing with or the stresses, the fears, whatever it is. I, I honestly think that every single person, if not dealing with something now, has something in their life that, that they are going through. So thanks for your courage. Like I said, I don't know if I'd have the courage to be that open and honest in front of my church family. Hopefully it's an encouragement to you, to you guys and a challenge for uh, you all. I know that we've gone uh, through at our church uh, a little bit of a, a rough time um, with our pastor and his family. Um, his son Nathaniel was going through a lot of anxiety and having panic attacks. So there's a lot of different stuff that was going on at our church. If you didn't know, maybe some of you didn't know, I'm in the Miramichi uh, area at Little Southwest Baptist Church. Um, and uh, so that's where I've been the past two, well, two years a little bit now. Uh, and so, yeah, just now we, I, I see some cool things going on even there um, with the church as far as even being able to get out more and, and proclaiming the gospel to people who are in their area. Um, I see that even coming through the, the rough times with the, the, the pitchers and their family. Um, uh, and so it's cool to see how God is working even through their rough time and all the, the things that even Nathaniel came out with that were happening in his heart um, of the fears and the stresses and anxiety that he had um, to the point where he was having uncontrollable attacks. Um, but now I remember talking to a guy named Don who goes to our church, uh, and, and he was saying he, he just felt the Spirit, the Holy Spirit was working during that time. And he, he's like, something incredible is going to happen at this church within the next couple of years. And I was like, why, why do you say that now? It, this, it seems the opposite. And he's like, cause, he says, because people are seeing, um, seeing that there are these rough times, and, and people are seeing that the more we trust and look to God, you know, that he'll be working uh, through those things. And so uh, Don was just saying, he's like, I, know, I can see some awesome, incredible things happening here. And so, I mean, already we're starting seeing it, that people are getting uh, in their hearts, they're seeing the uh, desire to, to proclaim the gospel to people who are in the area. Uh, I'm even seeing it uh, with our, our kids and, and the teenagers. Um, with the teenagers just getting really involved with serving, uh, serving the elderly in the community. Um, for our kids program, uh, most of our leaders are, are actually teenagers we have probably around like uh 12 leaders and i think nine of them are teenagers who are getting involved there so it is awesome to see and that's nothing that that i've done is they've decided they saw that you know they want to serve god and so this is a part of it being able to pass on to disciple uh kids as well um so that's that's neat as well the past couple of weeks have been a little uh, discouraging as far as even with uh, our kids program because i guess you guys got the storms too right the snow and so We've had three of our past four team kid uh, meetings canceled. And to me, that really, especially the last one, we were going to have a Christmas party and all the kids were excited, you know, and, and just really talking about the, the true meaning of Christmas. And then it gets canceled on you and you're just, you know, getting more and more upset about it, I guess. So um, just kind of thinking about the future, even with our kids and, and seeing, uh, you know, uh, whatever reason it was that those things happened that uh, we're just going to, you know, have them in the new year and, and continue to love the kids and serve them. So, um, yeah, right now it, it, 
looks like God's really starting to work. Uh, I know He working in my heart as as far as even uh, drawing a, a bigger passion for. Uh, preaching the gospel to those who are unsaved and and trying to really reach out to the community uh, more and more and stuff like that. So um, and just uh, even other churches in in the the local area there in Miramichi that we have two Pentecostal churches near us and and uh, another church in town and, and stuff even uh, that we've been talking about that have been happening at their churches and so um, it's cool to just to see and know that God uh, has continued to working uh, there and I get I guess I get the awesome. Um, job to be able to be a part of it with the kids and the teenagers uh, for me it's just uh, I, really cool to be able to see uh, younger people uh, even serving god um not that i don't get excited when older people serve god right but you know just something about it that that you're able to be there with them and they're doing uh, awesome things stuff like that so yeah if you can pray for me uh up at the the church and pray for that church as well um that'd be very helpful thank you Anybody just right on the edge of the seat want to share something? What's been happening in your life? I want to give you a minute. Don't want to hold anybody back. It's Christmas, right? Mm. Everybody have a good time on Wednesday night? I just want to say there was only one glitch that I can think of the whole night. And I, I think we need to, you know, discuss that here as a family. But... You know, the boat, there was a ramp. Did you notice the gangplank? We had one person that was in charge of the gangplank. It was supposed to go up. Actually, we had him sitting right here with his name right there, and that's all he had to do was just get up and put the gangplank up. He didn't do it. So I don't know, Avis, what we're going to do about this. But anyway, church discipline, I don't know, maybe. But anyway, I thought that was the funniest part of the whole show. Uh, that was just great. And uh, Bob was sitting there. He was just mesmerized by the, the goings on and missed his whole part. But anyway, it was great. Oh, my. Uh, if that's the only thing that happened, we are doing well. But uh, just a wonderful night. And uh, some of the, some of the, uh, uh, the joke lines and, and different things, and, and just to watch the faces. I was able to sit over here, and every now and again you could pull a, just a casual glance and find the parent. And, uh, you know, they're just beaming. And uh, it's just a wonderful opportunity. And then to be able to talk to so many of them afterwards. And up in the, uh, the fellowship hall, thank you, ladies, for all the work. Uh, the, uh, that just really went over very well. Uh, they enjoyed all the different little treats. And uh, to see some of them getting together, uh, they hadn't talked to one another for a while or whatever. And there was a group of kids that were together. And uh, it was just really fun uh, just to watch all of that. And to be able to have them in our house, that was cool. And uh, it's just a great, great night. And for all of us to be able to be mindful of the fact that there was a host of people that came in and they heard a great message. Uh, the kids did a wonderful job. It was clear uh, that one young little lady uh, that just presented the truth of really, uh, you don't find Christmas. Or if you find Christmas, you find Jesus. Uh, that was the line. And that was, you couldn't miss it. And that uh, was very, very important. So anyway, it was good. 
Anyway, we've got a lot going on this week, and I know that you're all getting jacked up and juiced up to get ready for this party that's going to be happening in your house on Thursday. It's going to be a party, right? Uh, it's a celebration, birthday party, and uh, you know what? Don't forget about it. You know, some of you are saying, well, I'm all by myself. Don't go there. You're not all by yourself. Come on. Find a friend. Call a friend. Do something. But enjoy this time that we have in Christ. What a wonderful time it will be. And I trust that you'll be out with us on Wednesday night for those of you that can. Well, we're going to kind of see if we can finish up this series that we've been working on. If you have your Bible there, let's look at Luke. I'm going to read a little bit, and then we're going to jump in and finish up here in short order. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We read the first seven verses this morning. We'll read just a little bit more here of... Uh, the Gospel of Luke, beginning at verse 8. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger, just like verse 7. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Man, that's our marching orders for Christmas, isn't it? To be like those shepherds. What God has done in our hearts. We've been talking about the various names from, from this particular passage in Isaiah. His name is Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And now tonight we want to look at this section here of Prince of Peace. His name will be called... Prince of Peace. Now, I got a little bit of a problem because it's behind me. So if I get off track, oh well. Samuel will figure it out later and he'll come back and do it right. As we've been working our way through, we've seen the names, we've been talking through, we come to this very last name. And as we do, we begin to see it mounting and building up. 
Because we understand and see him as wonderful. We've met him. We've seen all that he has done. As a counselor, as Naomi was speaking, the counsel that you've received from the Holy Spirit of God that has enlightened your eyes, you begin to develop that, that bond that allows God, Jesus Christ, to be your counselor so that you can take that guidance and direction. God wants to do that with your life. He doesn't want us to be independent agents for Him. He doesn't want us to get into a phone booth somewhere and be, you know, just, it's us foreign no more. He wants us to take all of that brokenness that He found us in and begin to repair. We are a work in progress. Everybody okay with that? You kidding me. You mean to say that we're not perfect? I thought you guys were all perfect. That's why I came here. Why is it that we get all up in a dither when God begins to put a finger on our life and begins to press the buttons? Why is it we want the wonders of God, but when it comes down to the counsel of God, we want to leave that for somebody else. Let, let those Bible school students get it. They pay tuition for that. Why is it it's such a challenge? And many a person has never moved from wonderful to counselor in their thinking. And then from there, he wants to be able to instill in our lives the fact that he is in it for the long haul. He is the mighty God who is going to be able to save us for the uttermost. Progressive sanctification is just that. It is a progressive work that one day will be completed when we see Him and not until then. So it's like, get comfortable. <laughs> God's not finished with us yet. And then He begins to unfold the dynamic that we talked about this morning in the fact that, wow, somehow or other I've got to let go of this earthly, temporal life that I'm living in and somehow get my eyes focused on the eternal. And His names continue to unfold. And then we finally get to where we are tonight. This word, Prince of peace. Talking about the Prince of Peace, he takes care of our disturbances. Hmm. I had to look up that word. Disturbance. And I found this. It's an interruption of a settled and peaceful condition. Does that sound fair? It also, if it continues, it can also be a breakdown of peaceful and law-abiding behavior and it becomes a riot, a disturbance. Want to help me a little bit? What are some of the peace stealers in our world today? What causes disturbances? Anyone? Selfishness, 
sickness, long-winded preachers, money, Christmas shopping. <laughs> he slid that one in there real quick. Lack of trust, broken trust, pressures, buying gifts when you don't have the funds to buy the gifts. What people going to think, especially if you've got a big family? Anything else? Distractions. Ooh. Bitterness. Ooh, she's on to it. Pick it. Pick one. Really, folks, what is it that's going to interrupt settled and peaceful conditions? There's one thing. Are you ready for it? Drum roll, please. I don't understand how come we don't get that after living for a few years. I mean, it's, you can have the most wonderful time with your family tonight. And tomorrow the world may end as we know it, especially if you listen to the Weather Channel and you're thinking about driving on Thursday. I mean, they already got me all worked up. Beverly? I'm going to be calling you. You're the storm tracker. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, it's like, I, well, don't they know I'm going to drive to Ontario? I mean, we get all worked up. Life has a way of doing this to us. And then we get ourselves all worked up. We have to go see a shrink. We have to take all kinds of medication. And if we're not careful, we know what is going to take place. Right? Life happens. It interrupts our life. And if we don't deal with it, it's going to turn into one major brouhaha. Prince of I found this intriguing as I was thinking about the definition of peace. You'll come. We're into reconstruction. We're reconstructing a lot of things these days, and it's not just houses. We're reconstructing the definitions of words. This one is very intriguing. Look at this. From our local dictionary, peace is an occurrence of harmony characterized by a lack of violence, conflict, behaviors, and the freedom from the fear of violence. That is peace. There's a lot of people today that are looking for that place. And it's not necessarily a war zone like in Syria or someplace like that. It's in their very home. They're trying to find this aura 
where there is a lack of, no more, can't find it, everything is... We just want everything just so nice and easy. Remember when you got married? That's what you're looking for. Finally. And then the kids came. Gene, don't be agreeing with me. My... Or if you're like Sandy and I, it was the dog. Dog came before the kids. That's another story. Life shows up. Here's the biblical. I like this one better. Total well-being, prosperity, and secured associated with God's presence among his people. John 14, 27. Somebody want to look that one up for me? Read it good and loud. John 14, 27. Maybe you know it by heart. John 14, 27. Prince of Peace. We're talking about a development in our life. There is a goal. There is a reason why we spend the disciplined hours with God. It's so that we can grow in the understanding and knowledge of Him so that we can have an existence that is peaceful. Not as the world... Not a disconnect from life, but in the midst of everything that comes, we can enjoy peace because it is everything to do with His presence. When, I, when am I the most afraid? It's when I am not in fellowship with Him. Peace, the Prince of Peace. So folks, don't go with the world's view. Lift up your eyes, my friend. Consider what it is that God would have for us. It doesn't mean that we're not going to get sick. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have money. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have accidents. It doesn't mean any of those things. Because that's life. What it does mean is that God is going to be there in the boat with us. The peace that only he can give. And we see that in two phrases. And we'll kind of finish up here looking at the peace of God. Didn't click, sorry. Let me get it here. And peace with God. You'll see it in two different passages. The first one is in Romans chapter 5. You have your Bible, you ought to mark this one. Great passage. Every now and again, you ought to read through these three chapters in Romans. It really is a great section of Scripture for us. 
But here we have in chapter 5, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom else we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character, character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has, who was given to us. My friend, because of what Jesus Christ, this little baby who came to the world and lived and died and was buried and rose again, we can enjoy this kind of peace with God. I'm reading some of the Old Testament prophets right now. And I have to be careful I don't do it at night. It scares me. When I think of a holy and almighty God who finally says that is enough. And if he was going to do that, to the children of Israel. How do we in Canada think we can get away with some of the stuff we've been pulling off? My friend, we can be at peace. His wrath has been satisfied. We have no fear of God. Peace with God. It's totally different, isn't it, than peace with a tax man? Peace with God. We also see peace of God. You know the passages over in Philippians chapter 4, and it talks about the peace of God which surpasseth all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace with God, the peace of God. That God wants us to have an existence with Him in such a way that we are not fretting. We're not anxious. We're not overly worried. We're not all these different things of how the world deals with life. We are able to take on life the way that God gives it to us in a way that honors Him. Prince of Peace. Colossians chapter 3. I'm going to not read that one. You're going to have to look at that one later. Time is slipping by here really quick. Because I want to go one more spot with you. We think of the different names, and we've been talking through them all. And we started with the word wonder, and we worked our way through counselor, and we've got the mighty God, and now we're at this place of Prince of Peace. What does he have for us the passage of scripture I want to end with. And I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 15. Whenever I think of this, this peace, it seems to be the passage of scripture that jumps out in my mind. 
that kind of helps me to understand the kind of life that God has in store that he's looking for me to be involved with. And anything less is that. God wants us to learn how to abide in him. And we look at it in chapter 15. I'm going to read a few verses here. And it just says, verse 15, or chapter 15, verse 1. Remember, I am the true vine. Jesus says this. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that, he may, that it may bear more fruit. Do you understand what God's doing in your life? He wants you to bear fruit. And there's going to be those times when he gets us alone and he just kind of works on us and he pulls the rug out from underneath us and all of a sudden the lights is all over us and we're just naked in front of him with all of our flaws and everything else and the reason he's doing it is because he loves us. He is the one that's in charge of our life, not us. Abide in me and I in you, verse 4, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Talking about peace here. Abiding. Because you can't abide if you're fearful. You ever notice that? You ever notice when you get agitated or you're a little anxious that it's really hard to stay put? You're all over the place. But when we have the confidence in who he is, we can stay where he wants us to be without fear of reprisal. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them in the fire, and they're burned. And if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so that you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandment, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another. As I have loved you, greater love is no one than this, than than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all the things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. And you did not choose me, But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. The Prince of Peace. Folks, God is interested in seeing our life impacted so that we go deeper than just the regular, hey, Merry Christmas. 
that we get very comfortable and very familiar with whom it is that we celebrate, Jesus Christ. And I trust, my friend, this year we will be able to exalt the Christ of Christmas just by those five names. Give it some thought. Put your words. Think about what it means to call him wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. Let's stand together and be dismissed. Dear God, we thank you so much for the opportunity that we've had this month just to just to peruse over the names that are so significant. God, may we take some time to contemplate and to meditate and think through where are we? God, I pray that you'll help us to yearn to that spot where we can call you the Prince of Peace in our life. Willingly surrender to you in every area without hesitation and without an anxious thought because we know who it is that we are surrendering to. God, we love you. We thank you so much for all that you have done and may this Christmas season be very special to each and every one of us here. In the days as we ramp up and as we have friends and family and visit and travel and all the various things, may people take note that we've been with Jesus. And may we be able to share you in such a way that they just step back in wonder and amazement as we glorify your holy name. We thank you, we love you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you.